Hey, what are you guys doing? Drive safe out there. <laughs> it is the Mark Christopher Show on the Big 550 KTRS. It's 109 here in St. Louis. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to discuss something here on the program that I don't normally discuss. But it's important because, my gosh, it's coming up before you know it. I mean, we I guess we just don't get enough time between elections where we could just, you know, take a chill, have a break. But the campaigns are well underway. Candidates want your votes. And when it comes right down to it, you do have to cast a vote. And as I remember it being told to me here in the United States of America, it is one vote or one man, one vote. One woman, one vote. You know, you, you, you get your say, and that's it. And if you, if you try to vote more than once, it's considered cheating. And you could get yourself in heat big doo-doo for trying to cast more than the one vote that you're entitled to as an American. But Steve Glickman of Vancouver, Canada has a different opinion about uh, one man, one vote, and he joins us on the program here on the Mark Christopher Show on the Big 550 KTRS. Hey, Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, Mark, uh, not much. All right, so you have a different idea about uh, voting. Uh, are you Canadian? Yes, I am. So you're Canadian, but you have an idea how we should be voting here in the United States. Is it as much about how people vote in Canada uh, as much as it is here in the United States? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Anywhere there's voting. All right. Anywhere in the world where there are free and democratic societies where people actually get to have a say in their government, you have an idea that you're what you're pushing in Canada that you want to come here to the United States. Yeah, I'm also in Africa, uh, in India. Anywhere there's voting. Anywhere there is free voting uh, among the citizens of any country or community. Yeah. Okay. Uh, explain to us what your idea is. Well, it's a lot like you said. I think a simpler way, an even more radical way, an easier way to understand it is I want to shrink the votes for some people. I want to use computers at the voting station to adjust the size of people's votes. So not everybody just gets one vote anymore. Some so wait a minute, wait a minute. You want to adjust the size of an individual citizen's vote. Yep. You want to make some people's votes more important than other people's votes? Yeah. Okay. The, the same voting for leaders, the same kind of process we have now, but the sizes are different. I okay. Call so, the weighted vote. Okay. Uh, say the weight of vote? The, a weighted vote. The weighted vote. Yeah, they, How? Have, they have weighted votes in places. Uh, for example, if you live in a certain geographical area, your vote can count for more than someone else who lives in another area. That's, your vote is already being weighted. You, sometimes you just can't get around that. But the way I want to weight it is I want to have it so the poorer you are, the heavier your vote gets, the more it adds up to. So in other words, uh, well, no, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Explain what it is that you want to do. I want to basically shrink the sizes of wealthy people's votes. So you want to make their, their the the votes of people who have worked hard and earned their money and be and because they have more money than you think they need you want to shrink their uh, 
ability to have their voices heard in uh, in this case Washington. I do I do want that, but for not the reason why you said. I don't want to uh 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 punish them. I don't want to take away what they want. I want to leave them with their wealth. But if they want wealth, then they shouldn't have power too. So how I, how do you explain that? If they want to work hard and put a lot of money together and build a nice house and insulate themselves I'm all for that. Let them. I'm not against that. I just say when it comes time to elect a political leader, I want to give a weighted vote to those who need to have the right leader in place. So I'm not trying uh, to... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Who is, in your mind, the right leader? Well, the, whoever the people decide. It's dem democracy. Well, but it's not democracy. In other words, let me, let's get to the bottom line here, sure. okay? Because before we have this debate and this discussion... I want people to know exactly what your plan is. What do you want the voting structure in the United States to look like? Here's a good leader, okay? People go and they vote, and they use weighted votes. And the good leader takes care of the poor and middle class interests. And that same leader does not interfere with the market so that wealthy people can have their wealth too. He does both, he, or she does both. They protect the interests of those who need protection, and they allow those who want to do something else to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, but you're you're avoiding the uh, the the question here. In other words, uh, what I got from you know uh, the people who are promoting your idea, what they told me was that you want to allow more than one vote for poor people. In other words, you want to be basically to be able to cancel out or uh, negate the votes of the wealthiest among us by allowing the poor people to have, you know, two, three, maybe even four votes. Yeah. So let's, let's look at a bad leader, okay? So wait a minute, wait a okay. minute. So what you're talking about is disenfranchising people who make too much money. Exactly. You want to di So you're not talking about protecting those wealthy people. You're talking about making their votes null and void. They have protection. They have wealth. That's what wealth does is protects them. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you're talking about allowing the poorest people to have a vote and two or three votes that will cancel out anyone else's vote, you're not protecting the wealthiest. You're basically subjecting them to a vote that is uh, sort of uh, taxation without representation. And if and I know you're Canadian, so yeah. maybe you don't understand this, but here in America, the reason this country was founded, the reason we had the Boston Tea Party, was because we didn't want to live in a society where you were taxed without being represented. What you want to do is take representation away from people who make more money than you think they should have is that not right yeah that's pretty close to it if they uh, my my angle is if they so have you're all money, about taxation without representation is that what you're saying if if the poor people elect a leader who does that who raises taxes then yeah then 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 i'm, I'm all for that i don't think they're going to elect that leader by the way well I don't it's think nice that you know hey, mr glickman it's nice that you think that but you know as well as i do that anyone who has the opportunity to cancel out the vote of someone they're jealous of because they've worked harder made more money or had more opportunity they're going to do that because that is a human condition it's not an american condition or a canadian condition or any other kind of condition it's a human condition that people tend to be jealous of, of those who have more than they do. You want to empower those people who would subscribe to that kind of envy and jealousy and allow them to just, you know, use the long arm of government to take from those who have earned what they got. Now, 
you realize that you are stating the exact same argument against giving people a vote in the first place, or against giving women a vote, or against giving... Not, play, not you know, it's the same in, argument. No, it's not. If they're going to use their power, <laughs> and they don't deserve it, just to take from us. And it didn't turn out that way. You, you share power, you find balance in, in, in society, and you have a stronger, healthier, more vibrant, more economical society. How is it healthy to tell somebody that the harder they work, the more money they earn, the less say they're going to have in their government. In other words, it, it, as it stands right now, yeah. and again, you are a Canadian, and you don't really understand how our government works, but I will tell you this. The top 50% of America's wage earners pay 96% of the taxes in this country. The bottom 5% of wage earners pay 50%. Yeah, well, they pay so, a lot more because they have a lot more. Well, but hold, hold on a minute. <laughs> what, you're, what you're saying is you want the poor folks in America or those that you deem as poor by your definition to be able to take money through the government from people who have actually earned what they have and those who have earned what they have. You don't want them to have a say yeah, in anything in the government. Is that right? You, yeah, you are putting words in these people's mouths. In other words, you give them power... They're not about vengeance. They just need a government that functions on their behalf. They don't See, need to I take think, money. No, I think you are overestimating Maybe. the envy and jealousy of people who don't have what other people have but, and any opportunity they have to siphon off yeah. from people who have earned what they have, they're going to take it. So you think that a person... Uh, what is the? By the way, what's the break-off point? You're talking about giving more than one vote to one person... Uh, let's talk dollars here. Sure. Uh, somebody who makes say fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a year, how many votes should they get? I see. I use an arc like uh, that goes from twelve o'clock to three o'clock on the face of a clock. All right. So if they're making twenty thousand in my books, they probably have about ninety-five uh, percent of one vote. Right. They probably stand near the beginning of that arc and they have almost a full vote. All now, right. The guy on the other end, Bill Gates, gets zero votes. So he didn't even get a say. Bill no, Gates. Stay home and look at his money. Bill Thank Gates, who, well, g watch his money be siphoned off by people who don't think he earned what you he know, got. You're, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? You wouldn't have that computer without a guy like Bill Gates. No, are you telling that? It, are you telling me that a guy like Bill Gates, who created that which you use for your research, for your daily bread, is not entitled to a say in his own government's uh, function? Not the very not not if he's the extreme wealthiest person. It's like asking the king to vote on on himself. He's not a king. He is a he is a guy who came up with an idea yeah. that revolutionized not just the United States, not just Canada, but the entire world. Are you saying that this guy gives up his right to his good? one vote? Yeah. For the greater good, it's not that big a sacrifice. What is the him. greater good? The great, here's my thing. Here's what I'm saying, right? The poor people and the middle class people, if they got their say when they go to vote, if they felt empowered and they had control over the government, they would have a more streamlined, more efficient, more environmentally friendly, more long-term... I totally disagree less, with less you. I know, I know you do. Uh, but listen... Those who don't have 
are going to form a government that will take from the haves and give straight back to them. They're not going to declare those who, war on Iraq. They're not the don't, ones who no, want to, don't want even, to spend don't, millions, dude, billions of dollars don't on, even, on foreign, on foreign first uh, of all, First of all, you don't know that. Second of all, that has nothing to do with the, this discussion. Here's my idea, and I came up with it years ago. The more you pay in taxes... Yeah. The more votes you get, because yeah. again, it speaks to the American way, the way this country was founded. No, this, no, no this country you, was founded taxation, on, on, on balancing. And no, no, balance. no, you, you're not American, so don't speak to me about my country. Okay. Uh, the United States was founded on the idea that you should not be taxed without having a say in the way those taxes are spent. If you're telling me that the more successful you are, the less say you have in the way your government is run, I say you don't know the American way, and I guess I understand that because. Because you're Canadian. Yeah, but no matter what government you look at, the more you share power, you're, you're saying of overreaching and, um, and what the poor people will do is not proven. Democratic reforms are based on that overreaching. That's why you share power, you have a stronger society. How on earth, sir? are the societies where, where things like what you say are in place, where power and wealth are concentrated. The more concentration, the more corruption and the weaker society and the weaker how is vote, how is power concentrated when somebody who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year has no more say in terms of a vote than a person who makes twenty five thousand how is that power concentrated oh, I can I got a whole website devoted to all the different forms of way that process is corrupted I mean I really got explained to you that 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 it's a sham when you go to vote that it's a it's a defeating exercise that your vote really doesn't count but it's corrupted before during and after you vote I mean it's so it's almost a waste of time. If you didn't vote, I, you would almost have the exact same leaders you have as you do now. The voting is, is, is redundant. I mean, you don't even need to to have these kind of governments in place. It's not reflecting what people want. People don't want to march all around the world declaring war and trashing their own environment, their own workplace, their own family life. They don't want that. They want to. They you know what's ironic, and it, you know what? I am so late for a break. Let me let me hold you over. I got. I have to take a quick break. I'm so late. Hey, welcome back to the Mark Christopher Show. My guest is Steve Glickman. He's a, a Canadian from Vancouver, and he wants to change the way we vote. Uh, Steve, thanks for uh, sticking around with us. No problem. Uh, all right, I'm going to let you have your say. I'm going to shut up and let you say your say your piece. Uh, you, basically, what you're saying is you want the poorest among us to have more votes than those who have money. Why don't you just say uh, those of you who make a certain amount of money are not allowed to vote in elections and everyone else gets to? Because that's basically what you're doing, right? By canceling out the votes of you know, favor, the so-called rich. Yeah, I favor a, a smooth transition, an arc, so that no, there's no real drop-off points, and no, and it's completely based on your income tax number and not on anything else. So it's a smoother transition, but it's, it gets smaller the more money you have, and then finally the richest person probably gets the zero, or you could one plus it too if you want to, whereas the poorest guy gets two, and then the richest guy gets one and everybody else falls in some kind of degree in between two and one. Um, so here's my say, is that it, it, you, it's a democratic reform, and it's natural. It's what we do as, as creatures, is we learn to share power. You share power, you have more overall power. If you share wealth, you have more overall wealth. It's just the way that we function. We function as a unit. And... Right now, one person, one vote was a good idea. It worked for a long time, but it's broken, and it doesn't work. It's being corrupted, 
and wealth and power are once again heavily concentrated in the hands of a few, and the rest of us are scratching our heads when we go to vote because it doesn't seem to matter what we want. It's just taken away from us in little bits here and there. I've outlined, I connect all the dots on my website at votesizing.org. I go through the process and connect all the dots. And the way we're going to get over this hump is to once again learn to share power equally amongst us and share wealth equally amongst us. And all of us learn to get along, whether we're rich or poor, powerful or not. Let me ask you this. Uh, Here in the United States, we had an election uh, a couple of years ago. And the citizens of the United States decided to reelect the Democrat Party into power in Congress. Uh, how how can you say in that case that the people did not have their say because they actually switched parties? Or are you saying that the, the Democrats are just as evil and corrupt and greedy as the Republicans? Yeah, I'm saying more or less the second. All right, so if that's what you're saying, what is the point then of giving more votes to poor people if they only have the choice between evil, corrupt uh, Republicans and evil, corrupt Democrats? How is that going to fix anything? It's it's going to be a boost to the system. It's going to give them a good incentive to take their vote more seriously. It works on the individual level. It's just more, more democracy than we've had before. It's a democratic reform. So wait, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's not the solution to all our problems. If people don't, 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 don't stand up and take responsibility for that vote, it will come crashing down. It probably will. Vote sizing will probably come crashing down in the next hundred years. I mean, then they'll need another democratic reform. So let me ask you this. Basically what you're saying is uh, to Americans, which you are not one, but that's okay. I mean, what you're saying to Americans is don't become too successful because if you do, you won't have a say in your own government. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you have money though. But, well, but you know, I mean, if you're I'm the one, if worth... you're the one who's paying the taxes, don't you have a right to have a say in how that money is spent? Listen, there's a it lot should just be extracted from you with threat of going to jail if you don't do what the government says by edict, and, and in this case, by the multiple votes of people who have less than you. If the person that gets voted in takes away wealthy people's money, if they do that taxing, right, then the system will come crashing down. Right, and it will, because that's what I believe your system will bring about. But it didn't in the past. When, they, when, you, when you gave people votes, when you gave where, one vote... Tell me where there has ever been a government where the poorest among us had more votes than the wealthiest among us, thereby canceling out the votes of the wealthiest people. What system of government, number one, ever existed, and number two, ever worked? Well, let's say, let's say you can... No, 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 just answer that question. No, where no. has this ever worked before? It hasn't been done. Yet. It's not been done. I don't think it can be done. And but you can extrapolate from other situations. When you have, when women don't have a vote, society is weaker. When you give women the vote, society is stronger. All right. So did we give women like five votes for every man vote, no. or did we decide that women get one vote in equal proportion to every man who votes? Yeah, exactly. We there you go. Thank you for be. Thank you for uh, answering so that what question. Is your, what is your solution then? If we can't tweak the Democrat, the, the election process, if we can't in- incentivize people to go out and vote. What are you proposing? There's you just... are saying that we need to empower those who have less money with more power to run the government than those who have money. What you're saying is the people who actually have the money are too stupid to actually make decisions in the best interest of the country or too greedy and selfish, but 
you're also saying that those who don't have money don't have those same human conditions, those same human traits like greed and selfishness, and they're not going to cast votes to take money from people that they don't like. They see somebody living down the street with a nicer house, a nicer car, all these things. What you're saying is they're not going to succumb to the same human foibles that anyone else does, like the, you know, the head of Enron or you know, Global Crossing or any of these companies yeah. that were stealing from people. You're saying the poorest among us aren't subjected or aren't, you know, sort of you know, dealing with the same human condition. I think you're completely wrong on that. Who, who was most affected by corruption? A wealthy person or a poor person? Who's the most detrimentally affected by the corruption? Who's got the I'm, most to lose? You know what? It doesn't matter. What we're talking about is power. And if you're going to give more power to the poor people, what you're trying to convince me and my listeners of is that those without money are less susceptible to the same human conditions as those with money. And I completely disagree with you there. Completely. Uh, totally. Uh, then where are we headed then, if you disagree? What are we going to do with all the people walking the earth? If you one all man, all poor people? one woman, one vote. We're doing that now. Is it working? It's working in this country as best as it can. In other words, we had, Republicans in, we had Republicans in power for, what, 12 or 13 years. We had Democrats in power for 40 years before that. We've switched over and over again. People get their say, and America does what it does the way it does based on the system of government that we have. It seems to have worked for us for over 200 years. But but it's, the reason why you guys are going to go down the tubes is because it is no longer working that way. The people's voices are not being heard in your country. So they are being outdone out, out by, the, by the interests of the wealthy people. Yeah, Steve, I appreciate the call. I am so much out of time, but thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us You're today. You're welcome. .org. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. It is the Mark Christopher Show on the Big 550 KTRS. Wow. I'm going to take your phone calls. 969-KTRS, 888-550-KTRS. Is this guy into something, or is he just a nut job. I don't know. I mean, if I'm wrong, you guys will tell me, I'm sure. Anybody remember Schoolhouse Rock on ABC like way back in the day? you got to be a little older, I guess, to remember this. Kara's shaking her head, has no clue what I'm talking about. When they talk about uh, government and the founding of the country, I'll never forget this uh, Schoolhouse Rock thing where they said, uh, taxation without representation is not fair. Well, you know what? If you give people who don't pay taxes more power than those who do, then that is the definition of taxation without representation. People who work their butts off, save their money, risked their lives for you know a business or something like that, and actually became successful at it, if they could become, apparently, according to this guy, Steve Glickman, if they become too successful, well, they shouldn't have a say in how their tax money is spent. And oh, by the way, the top 50% of wagers earners in America pay 96% of the taxes. That means the bottom 50% pays less than 4%. Why should those people have more say? I'm not saying they shouldn't have any say. I'm just saying, why should they be able to, and here's my favorite word from the 2000 election, why should those people be able to disenfranchise the votes of the taxpayers of the country just because they don't think they've gotten their fair share. Never mind the fact that a lot of them were sitting out in the field smoking dope in high school, not learning, not studying, not preparing for their future, and they wind up, you know, in a situation. Not everyone, but you got to be honest with me. 
because we have honest conversations on this program, there are a lot of people out there who wasted their lives by their own choice. Why should those people be able to cast three or maybe even four votes to negate somebody who sacrificed, went to college, didn't go to parties, studied, learned, you know, became successful businessmen, made money, or, or businesswomen, made money, made a success of themselves. Why should they be told, you know what, you're just successful enough that you're not going to have a say in the tax money that we're taking from you. See, my idea was actually completely opposite to Steve Glickman. The more taxes that you're forced to pay, the more votes you get. Because it's your money that's being siphoned off of your wealth, siphoned off of your efforts. You should have more say in how that money is spent than somebody who's not paying. If we're going to go down that road, that seems more fair to me than telling people who don't have that they have more power to decide where the money is spent. And I'm sorry, I am not buying Steve Glickman. Those people are going to decide, and they're going to vote for people, because they do already. We see it every day. They're going to decide that they want people in power who are going to use their authority to extract money from people who have earned it and giving it to those who have not. We have an obligation to take care of those less fortunate. But those less fortunate should never be given a position of authority to decide how that money is spent. It's just, it, it doesn't seem fair to me. If I'm wrong, I'm sure you'll tell me. Let's go to the phones. They're blistering, as I expected. Steve and Shrewsbury are on the Big 550 KTRS. Thanks, Mark. Hey, seriously, that was a, a comedy skit, wasn't it? No, that guy was dead serious. I, oh, thank heavens that guy is up in Canada and not and down in the United States. <laughs> Why do you think I was sort of cracking on him for being Canadian and not from here? I mean, does he know what the word communistic means? He didn't even understand the idea of uh, taxation without representation. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that somebody that's making, oh, I, I don't want to go there, but, you know, people that are or heads of businesses and corporations, yeah, they get a bad rap every once in a while for making some money. But by God, if you don't have those brains running things, the accountants, and I hate to say lawyers, you've got to give them credit occasionally, but you got to have some brains. And if you've got brains to run a company or a country, you're making more than fifteen or $20,000 a year. And you know what? Because you have the brains to run a country or a corporation, uh, you're also creating jobs for people who don't have the brains to do so themselves. I think uh, I think he's taking advantage of the uh, the drug plan up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> he's enjoying the free marijuana, apparently. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Hey, Cliff in St. Louis, you're on the Big 550 KTRS. Yeah, how you doing, Mark? Good. I think your host didn't articulate this as well as he could have, but I think you're really missing the point. Okay. You're I'm not, I'm not defending his proposition exactly, but it's well-intentioned that it's based on some valid premises. You're deluding yourself if you think that money is not proportional to the power that you have. People with money already have, or at least certainly have the opportunity, to exercise greatly disproportionate influence through channels other than the ballot box. So, I mean, let's say that vote sizing is implemented out of the box the way the guy proposed it. The poor people choose who's going to be in office. The rich people are going to choose what they do while they're in office. 
is what people having a lot of money mean. But Cliff, so, we already have a disproportionate tax system. We have a selective tax system already in America that decides who are winners, who are losers, who pays, and who doesn't. Are you telling me that you are sanguine with the idea that those who make uh, enough money that the government deems them the uh, winners in life paying the freight for those they deem the losers in life. Are you saying that the, the, the government definition of winners in life shouldn't have a say in how that tax money is actually doled out? I'm absolutely saying they should have a say, but by virtue of having money, they already have a say. Washington lobbyists, campaign contributions, all that going on. Yeah, but, you're, but they... you're, you know, you're, you're assuming that every person who pays taxes is a millionaire who has lobbyists in Washington, D.C. The bottom line is there are a lot of people who slug it out every day, two-income families who make just more than enough money to be assumed as winners in life, they're going to be held accountable by the government, and in this guy's scenario, would actually not have a say in how their taxes are actually spent. Well, what you're proposing is that the eye for who is a winner and is a loser is bad. You're not proving that in principle, choosing what you're calling choosing winners and losers, and making making rich people pay their fair share of it, i.e. more than poor people pay, you haven't proved that that's unjust. You're just are, you say, are you saying that the top 50% of wagers, earners in America paying 96% of the taxes is not that top 50 paying their fair share? 96%. 50% of wage earners, 96% of the taxes, and the other 50% paying less than 4%. You're saying that other 50% is not paying their fair share? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they have disproportionate influence in spite of paying 96% of the tax burden. They should have disproportionate influence. It's their money that's going to run the government. Shouldn't they have a say disproportionately in how that money is spent? It's their money that's I'm being siphoned that off from them. I am an honest, I am an intellectually honest liberal. There is a lot of redistribution of wealth already the way it is in this country. I am willing to stand up and say that's what I support to an, to an extent. Redistribution of wealth. Pay according to your means. Receive according to your needs. That's communism, my brother. We are not a communist country. I Thank didn't say completely. Yeah, no, but that's what you said. To each according to his ability, from each according to his means. That, my friend, is communism. We are not and should never be a communist country. We've seen the failures of communism. And, you know, I appreciate your honesty, sir. I really do. Because that has been a failure worldwide for what 70 years now it doesn't work i'm just saying people who slug it out take risks you know develop companies corporations or even small businesses risk their lives risk their families risk their homes to create a business are entitled to an equal say at least an equal say and if we're going to start talking about inequality where one vote is more important or more relevant than another it should go towards those who are paying the most not those who are paying next to nothing but i'm one of those who believes in one man one vote I don't care how much you make. And by all means, please don't tell me that people who are not paying taxes are more entitled to more say in the way our government is run than those who have the brains, the smarts, the you know work ethic or whatever to create a business. Those people are supposed to be punished because they make too much? I'm sorry. 